everyone welcome back to make the space with ashley it's your girl ash so as you know for the month of march we were highlighting stories of pandemic mommies you know moms you know people who became first-time moms in a pandemic for this week's episode i did have a guest but they had to reschedule due to some um personal family reasons so we'll be sending them lots of love light and prayers their way uh so for this episode i'm gonna be doing a solo episode it's been a while since i did a solo episode so forgive me if this seems kind of i don't know bleh (laughs) i don't know how else to describe it it's just it's just been a minute and i'm not mad about that at all i actually prefer having guests because it is hard to talk to yourself i mean i could do it but i prefer having a guest it's so much more fun that way uh doing this podcast for you all um would it be cool to have a co-host in the future uh yes i would like that um not saying that i'm looking for one right now but i mean if i was to ever meet someone who has the same passion for mental health as i do who you know is just as big of a mental health advocate as i am um or you know and as even someone who is educated in the field and wanted to be a co-host on the podcast that would be so much fun and amazing Uh, but i do know that you know this is a big commitment and podcasting takes a lot of time and energy so i don't know we'll see what the future holds you know i'm I'm gonna put that out in the universe and i'll see what the universe throws back at me (laughs) um i'm so happy to be here today though because i'm actually recording on my new hp chromebook um so i've been wanting to buy a new laptop for the longest time the laptop i had was from college like 2016 and it was this big heavy bulky samsung that uh just went to shit so i finally invested in a new one and i need this because not just for podcasting but uh also for the crisis text line training that i'm doing now which is going very well um i need it for studying um studying for something special coming up so you know i'm not gonna talk about that quite yet um and i need this for class because i'm taking you know a special class for that special something that i'm studying for but not gonna really reveal that yet um that's just some stuff that i'm working on and um also for writing because um i have two books in the works so this laptop is a game changer i'm so happy to happen so anyways that's what's new and up to date over here on this side i hope you all are doing well and uh, we're just gonna get into today's today's episode so uh i wanted to talk about support systems in the mental health journey support systems are very important in the mental health journey so some may be thinking what is a support system so a support system is basically just like it's a group of people who can provide you practical support and emotional support a group of people that you trust a group of people that you feel comfortable with um that know you well and that know your mental health journey you know they know your struggles 
and who could just really ride for you like just just people who are just ride or die you know like those riders that's that's really what a support system is and a support system is important to have because it has a lot of positive benefits such as higher levels of well-being and if you know a support system could help you have better coping skills and really ultimately live a longer healthier life because you know in some cases uh mental health issues can lead to suicide um they can lead to bad habits like drug and alcohol abuse so those are just some examples so when you have it as a support system it really adds to your life um and it just it, it just makes that that mental health journey just a little easier when you have that that group of people so I myself I have a support system I've always had a support system um, the core group of my support system are my best friends um, I would say my mom even though my mom and I we have had our ups and downs and if you listen to season one when I talked about my family estrangement with my mother and my father um, Despite the ups and downs between my mom and I, she has, you know, been a part of that support system. So I do uh, include her in that as well. So, uh, you know, my best friends, my mom, my partner, uh, my sister, my younger sister, Brittany, she is a big support. She's just such, she's such a loving person and with such a big heart and just so nurturing and caring and understanding and just very empathetic um and I appreciate those qualities to her and those are those are qualities that a lot of the people in my support system have um but I also have professionals in my support system right now as of today I have three mandated reporters in my support system and um what I mean by that is I have two therapists I have a therapist who is kind of like, I don't know how you say, like a jack of all trades type therapist. You know, she's for anything and everything. Uh, but then I recently started seeing uh, a therapist for, um, for, she works specifically with sexual assault victims. Now, I'm not going to get too into that because that's just something I'm not quite comfortable talking about yet. But um, this that was something that I went out on my own to seek um because I realized that I'm working doing well with my first therapist working through you know different kinds of traumas but the one trauma that I was trying not to touch was that sexual assault well those sexual assault incidents that I experienced in my early 20s and um after a couple of triggers and a panic attack in my sleep I was like girl you gotta address this so you know I thought it was really imperative to find a therapist that specialized in that and I did uh, with a nonprofit called the YWCA they are fantastic so yeah I got two therapists on deck and I have an amazing amazing psychiatrist she is the best love her to pieces and she's like she's she's not a therapist but like every time I have an appointment with her it's like another therapy session and she's just amazing as well so not only do I have um a support system you know that provides I guess you could say emotional support I also have medical professional support 
Um, and then I also have, uh, I also participate in group therapy. Uh, I participate in a group therapy once a month for uh, sexual assault victims. And that's another source of support as well because I'm talking with people that have similar experiences and um, they provide they provide a lot of support a lot of insight a lot of advice as well and it's just that feeling of community that's very comforting so now I didn't you know have the support system overnight you know I've always had my my best friends there I've always had my family there but in terms of like the medical professional aspect um you know I've always was like in and out of therapy in and out of psychiatry psychiatry (laughs) um so it's only like probably like the last like three three to four years that like I've been like consistent with therapy consistent with medication things like that so you know you're probably thinking okay so what factors you know you know of a support system should i be looking for or like what you know characteristics um of a support system should i be looking for well a support system definitely first and foremost it has to be a healthy support system you know it these it has to be it has to be individuals who are healthy for you you don't want toxic individuals a part of your support system now i realize sometimes we can be addicted to toxicity um, because it feels good but you don't want your ex-boyfriend that gave you the good d back in the day on your support system like i'm just keeping it real you don't want that he ain't good for you so you gotta let that go okay or you know same thing for the fellas you know you got a homegirl that used to smash and pass once in a while you don't want to go to her for support probably because you know you may think that's a shoulder to cry on and then next you know (laughs) is leading to one thing you already know what's up so point being you don't want toxic people toxic relationships a part of the support system you really want people who who know you well and um, can relate to your circumstances on some level, be it that they experience it themselves or maybe even have uh, their own friends and family members that they're experiencing that with. But you definitely want to make sure that there's a level of understanding there. Okay. Um, Of course, you know, people in your support system, like your friends and your family, for example, are not going to know everything about mental health issues or specifically about your diagnosis or diagnoses um you know you can you know educate them you can open yourself up to them and fill them in like okay these are these are some of my triggers these are my boundaries etc but they're not going to be perfect you know we are all human they will not be perfect but you do want to make sure that they're good for you and their healthy relationships first and foremost you want to make sure that these people are empathetic as well you know empathy plays a big part in a support system you know you don't want people that will pass judgment on you or who will criticize you uh for you know those bad days because again the mental health journey is not linear you will have good days and you will have bad days and sometimes on those bad days you know you may I don't know 
not eat all day, you know, or you may, you know, call off of work for like the fifth time, or, you know, those bad days may cause you to not make the best decisions in that moment. So you don't want someone on your support system who will pass judgments on you, especially during those bad days. You know, you definitely want someone who could, who will understand you and who ultimately would, you know, be empathetic. You... You want you want someone that you could trust as well. You don't want people on your support system who are gonna talk about you behind your back. You you know you don't want to um, open your heart to them, vent to them about whatever you may going through. You may be going through in your mental health journey, be it that you know your overeating, not eating, if you're, you know, um, participating in self-harm, abusing drugs or alcohol, or simply like just not making it to your therapy appointments, things like that. You don't want people that are going to talk about you. You know, if you come to someone in confidence about your mental health journey, you know, whether it's good or bad, because even if you're coming to them about the wins, like, hey, you know, I, my, you know, my therapist today said that I'm doing so well, or excuse me, my psychiatrist said I'm doing so well, we could lower the dose on my meds soon, whatever it may be, you just don't want someone that's going to, going to expose you, they're going to talk about you behind your back, and talk about those personal things in your mental health journey, because to open up about your mental health journey in and of itself, it's, it's hard to do. You know, and so if you find a group of people you can trust and you can open up to, it's so relieving. You know, you kind of feel like, oh, this weight is like coming off of my shoulders because you're finally unpacking that heavy load that you've been carrying. So you would hate to have to like, you know, feel comfortable doing that. And then that person turns on you and, you know, starts talking about you, you know, so definitely you want someone who, who you can trust as well. You want someone that is going to give good advice, suggestions, and information. You don't want someone who's going to be a bad influence on you. Now, for example, like if you are a recovering alcoholic, you're not going to want someone a part of your support system who's always inviting you out to the bar, right? Exactly. You want someone that understands your recovery journey, you know? So definitely someone who's going to give advice, give good suggestions, Um, and give good information to you. Um, You want someone who's, who's caring. You know, you want someone who actually cares about you. You know, us humans, we all love, we, we all want to be cared about. We all want to be cared about and we all want to be loved. So you definitely want someone that, that cares for you and loves you. Not, you know, you don't want someone on your support system who, you know, where it's like superficial, that's very surface level, you know, some of the people part of my support system, like for my friends, for example, um, my uh, one best friend, Makiba, I've been friends with her for 10 plus years, you know, I know that that's someone that loves and cares about me, you know, I have my, my cousin Angie, 
she's been a part of my support system since I was 16 years old. I'm 28 now. You do the math. <laughs> you know, she loves and cares about me, but she's also my family, so she don't have a choice. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She does have a choice, of course, of course. Um, I'm just kidding. We all have choices in life, of course. But, you know, and then, so aside from, like, the social aspect of a support system, you definitely wants to look into like you know the medical professional part of a support system you know because yes I understand medication is not for everybody but I do believe that therapy is for everybody because let's be honest anyone could go to therapy you don't have to be depressed to go to therapy you don't have to um go through something traumatic to go to therapy you know if you just need if you just are you know stressed with work or like not doing well with time management anything like that I really wholeheartedly believe everyone could benefit from therapy be it once a week once a month whatever it is I'm a big advocate for it so if you are cultivating this support system and okay you already got your friends and your family that you know will hold you down 100% they're empathetic they're supportive they're loving they're caring they're trustworthy they are good influences great get it got it good now I gotta try to get into some therapy if you're not already in therapy I highly suggest doing so and if you need guidance on how do you uh, find the right therapist, you know, because that in and of itself, you know, it, it could be difficult finding the right therapist for you is very similar to dating. You know, you got to date a few therapists before you find the right fit. If you need some guidance in that, go back to season one. Uh, and I have an episode with my girlfriend, Jenny, and we talk about how to find the right therapist. And she provides a lot of tips and tricks and advice on um, going through that process. So definitely get yourself a great therapist. And like myself, I have a, I, I hate saying regular therapist, like she's basic because she's not. <laughs> but, um, you know, I have like a jack of all trades type therapist, you know. She's not like a therapist that like specializes, well, as far as I know, like in like childhood trauma or like EMDR stuff. She's, you know, she's just a talk therapist. Um, And then I have a therapist who specializes with sexual assault victims. And quick side note, this therapist that I'm seeing for the sexual assault, uh, she is on her way to being certified in EMDR therapy which I am so excited to participate in because, again, if you listen to season one of Make the Space with Ashley, on my episode with my good friend Melly, uh, she talked about her experience a little with EMDR, which she got great results from. So, and then like after that episode, we kind of like talked on the side even more about it. So now seeing the sexual assault therapist and knowing that she specialized, well, she will be specialized and certified in EMDR. She was like, you want to do that? I was like, yes, girl. Like I will do all kinds of therapy, hypnosis, whatever it is I need to do to get through this sexual assault trauma. I'm ready to do the self work. But anyways, um, and if you don't know what EMDR is, it is, it stands for eye movement desensitization, sensation, ugh, maldita sea, eye movement 
desensitize these yo y'all probably thinking right now i'm mad dumb but i do know how to talk eye movement desensitize desensitization i I know i still didn't say that right i don't know what's wrong with me every processing so real quick emdr that's what that is um it's um a form of psychotherapy which the person being treated is asked to recall distressing um images and it kind of but of course like in a safe and measured way um and like it's you know you tap into like images self-thoughts emotions body sensations sensations uh associated with trauma and allowing the natural healing powers of the brain to move forward um so that's all i know about it because i haven't experienced that yet but anyways finding a therapist y'all and if it means that you need to get more than one therapist because like you need a therapist that specializes in something specific like myself how i found a therapist for sexual assault victims then do that you know and again don't give up on finding that right therapist because just like you need to find that that right group of people everyday people family friends to be a part of your support system you need to go through that to find a good therapist as well and like i said go back to season one and uh check out that episode with me and my girl jenny and we'll hook you up on the tips and tricks and advice on how to go through that process of finding a good therapist okay now i just want to say support systems in the mental health journey is key you also can find support uh in group therapy or like online forums uh i'm in group therapy uh like i, like I mentioned before w- uh, with sexual assault victims and it's really nice but you also you could do group therapy as well you also could find like um online support groups t- for specific things like depression anxiety um you know, ADHD, you know, whatever is your mental health illness that you feel you need support for, there is online support for it. And I can't say this 100%, but nine out of 10 times, that is free. Okay, that online support is free. And then lastly, you also have to make sure that you have res- you're equipped with resources um, along with your support group because there's gonna be times that people not your support excuse me your support system because there's gonna be times that those people in your support system uh, you can't reach out to them right away because you know we all have a life right we, we have jobs some of us are married with kids da 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 okay so there will be times that you know if you reach out to a friend or a family member they may not answer you right away especially if you're reaching out in a time of crisis okay and there may be times that you need to see your therapist now and you're not gonna see them for another week or two right I know I went through that recently, like I needed to see my therapist sooner than what we were scheduled for. And I was put on the wait list, hoping that something will open up. Uh, Nothing did, so then I had to wait mad long, but I made it through. I made it through. And you know how I made it through? Because I utilized some online resources. One of the online resources that I utilized 
was the crisis text line. I mentioned that way, way early in the podcast. So right now I am going through the training process of becoming a volunteer for the crisis text line. But even as I'm training to become a volunteer, this is a online resource that in the past and in the present and in the future, I will use. I have gotten great results with the crisis text line and now doing the training and learning the things that I that I am to be a volunteer to be one of those people that provide support for those who reach out in time of crisis I see why I've gotten amazing results with them because they are so extensive in their training and they really care about their texters so If you have a support system, you got your friends, you got your family, you got your therapist, and maybe even a psychiatrist, and you're in a moment of crisis, and you can't, you're, everyone's out of reach. Some people are at work, busy with plans, your therapist, you won't see them in another week or two, and you need to talk with someone. Now, the crisis text line is a awesome resource. I highly recommend it. So what you do, you text the word home h-o-m-e to the number 741741 i repeat you're gonna text home h-o-m-e to 741741 very easy number to remember stored in your phone and you just hit them up on your phone you start talking to them it's free it's 24 hours and you'll get a hold of someone right away and they'll take you from that hot moment and they'll bring you all the way to cool okay and hopefully in that conversation you know they could help you come out of that crisis moment that you know take you from hot to cool and you know in that moment they could provide some relief you know where you know your support system or therapist usually would you feel me another resource you can use that i have also used in the in the past is the national suicide prevention lifeline i have this number saved in my phone y'all i ain't fronting okay let me tell you something just because i have a great support system group of friends and family just because i have three mandated supporters um reporters on my support team two two different therapists and a psychiatrist does not mean that there are not times that i like go through a crisis or you know i'm triggered or I just need extra support, you know, and I know that my support system is not always going to be readily available to me. And if I'm if I'm in a dark place or I'm in a time of crisis and I can't take myself from hot to cool with the coping skills that I already have, these are the resources I reach out to. And you know what? I consider these a part of my support system, too. So the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 24 hours, seven days a week, free, confidential, and it's for people in distress. It helps with, um, and they provide crisis resources for you even on the line, okay? So that number is 1-800-273-8255, okay? And you also could find someone um, in Spanish as well. Um, you know, for my bilingual people, if you're more comfortable talking to Spanish or, you know, you only speak Spanish or you have like someone that's in distress that only speaks Spanish, these people can help you out. So 1-800-273-8255. Okay. Those are the top two resources that I have personally used and I have gotten great results with. So that's my support system, y'all. 
I got my close friends, my, some close family members. I got my two therapists, my psychiatrist, and my top two um, crisis resources, okay? And you could do the same thing too. I'm telling you, having a support system is very benefit beneficial, okay? You already know what you need on your support system. You need people that are going to love you, care about you, you know, be non-judgmental, support you, give good advice, be a great influence on you, and be empathetic and understanding in your mental health journey. Find those people, okay? Once you got those people ready to rally behind you and cheer you on and, you know, pick you up when you fall during your mental health journey, I I said it again, get yourself a therapist. If you don't got a therapist already and you need one, get one. Now, granted, some people may be thinking, well, Ashley, I want a therapist, but I don't have insurance. I understand that. I know everybody doesn't have insurance and that is very unfortunate. That's a whole nother episode right there. You know, talking about how, you know, mental health, access to mental health, um, licensed therapists, you know, insurance, all that. That's a whole nother conversation. A couple of affordable ways to get a therapist if anyone is wondering because you may not have insurance or you have uh you know lost your job during the pandemic whatever it may be um i know as some you know in your own community you could look for um how do you say like clinics and whatnot that offer therapy like on a sliding scale like they charge you according to your income i know there's some places like that i know that because i had a friend who was looking for therapy in uh, in the bronx in new york city and she didn't know where to start and i found those places for her so if you do some research on google you might find some of those resources right there in your own community but if you want something that's like quick and fast there's therapy apps like talkspace and better help uh, talks, talk space fees are as low. Are as low as $65 per week while better help charges between 35 to $80 per week. So that's just like a quick Google search that I did y'all. Um, if you know you can't get a therapist like through insurance or like you're struggling financially it's not free but it's something and you know um it's there so um i wish that therapy could be free for everyone or you know affordable where it was according to your income and you know because even like with insurance sometimes like these co-pays and whatnot they be out of pocket and i'm like "Mm mm-mm but you know, I gotta get my mental health right, so I gotta do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, anyways, that's what today's episode is. I hope you guys got something out of it. Um, I hope you guys got something out of talking about my experience with my support system, and just, I guess you could say personally the qualities that I think that a support system should have. The people in the support system, um, those qualities they should have, and as well as you know the professionals in your support system. I believe that you should have, which again a therapist or um and then of course aside from the 
the close friends and family and the professionals um also you know those groups you know the you know group therapy uh online groups you know chat rooms forums that you could talk about uh you know your mental health issues with um other people alike you know so that's all to say that again you are not alone in this mental health journey I know that sometimes we do feel alone in it because our mental illness can make us believe that. I know for me, my depression is a big liar and can make me believe that I am alone, that no one cares about me, that no one will help me, you know, but we are not alone in this. You know, once we have that support system, once we have those resources, like, um, you know, like our, like our therapist, um, our group therapy, our, you know, our online groups we could talk with, you know, and of course those, those crisis resources that I've, I've mentioned, don't forget them, the crisis text line and the national suicide hotline when we can't get to our support system right away. Once we have all that on deck and we're putting that into practice, let me tell y'all this mental health journey, it gets a little easier. Not every day is perfect, but it does make it a little easier having all of this in your support system. All right. So again, sorry if you were expecting uh, an episode from a first time pandemic mom tonight. Uh, We will have her on the show and I am so excited to share her story and to introduce her to all of you. I'm very excited, but she will be back on. And again, I really hope that you all got something out of today's episode. Um, Please be sure to follow the podcast Instagram page at Make the Space with Ashley. Uh, I realized that I keep forgetting to say that at the end of my episodes. I want you all to follow the page. Okay, so go follow the page. And uh, if you're listening and you want to come on the show, you want to talk about your personal mental health journey, or you want to talk about a specific topic in the mental health realm, please shoot me a DM on the podcast Instagram page. Again, it's Make the Space with Ashley, the same name as this podcast. All right. I'm looking forward to hearing from you if you reach out. Uh, Thank you again for continually supporting the podcast and the Instagram page. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, we got some really great things coming up for you all. So again, thank you for the love and support. And thank you for taking this journey with me and allowing me to create the safe space to do so. All right. So until next time, everyone, take care and God bless you.